will be low. Our climb will be steep. We may not get there in one year or even in one term. We as a people will get to the promised land. I promise you, we as a people will get there. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is better. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing anything. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. Welcome back to Everybody Mad, the podcast. You're now entering Everybody Mad chat room. This is your boy, Rel. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for coming back. As always, email everybodymadpod at gmail.com for topics, questions, ideas, interested in being a guest. IG, Everybody Mad Pod, and on all major podcast platforms, Everybody Mad. Remember, listen, like, subscribe, and share this shit. Tell me how you feel about it. Tell your friends if you're feeling this. So, this is uh, Insecure, Dating Love, All Things In Between, uh, Season 4, Episode 5. Uh, six, my bad. <laughs> and I titled this the Issa episode. Um, I'm here by myself, so no need to introduce a guest or guests. Um, shout outs to all of the guests, though, that have uh, tuned in um, or tapped in, rather, I should say, for uh, these segments. These have been some dope ass conversations. Um, shout outs to Carla, Ashley, uh, Andrew, Brianna. Um, setting up a few more with some folks so stay tuned definitely uh but i titled this the isa episode because you know this was after uh the block party she's been working on this for you know several months or some sort of time and we now see her afterwards and on this episode she's largely you know decompressing kind of you know realizing she's back to normal life uh, and the episode kicks off where she's checking her voicemail. One comes in from Kelly, one comes in from the intern, um, and she's kind of just, you know, panning through this. She's thinking about the emotions from last night of, you know, the high, um, the incident with Molly, all of that's there. And it, it was, it was like real life. Cause you know, after a dope party, you, you, uh, you, you think about the next morning, you're like sitting there scrolling the gram. Um, you know, putting all the pictures back together, checking your text message to see, you know, if your friends got home and shit. It was somewhat like that, but isolated, like singular. She was just alone with her thoughts. Uh, and then we get to the bathroom scene, that bathroom convo. And there's a certain aspect of this that I really want to touch on at the end of this conversation I have with y'all, um, even though I'm the only one talking. But... The bathroom conversation, like we've seen her uh, have the the conversation with her mirror self on a throughout the entire series, uh, but th- th- that one seemed real. Like, especially because she made a statement that said she was wrong too, uh, meaning Molly was wrong too. And what I what I took from that, which adding that she was wrong too, but hearing it from yourself in the mirror was to me was recognizing that Issa was taking, you know, was recognizing that she, she did play a part that, okay, I can acknowledge my role 
However, you always the one reaching out is what she said to herself. She was wrong too. And to me that goes into what I've just, how I've seen Issa's character, I feel like this season, and it's from what we started last season was just this, this growth and development of her recognizing, okay, I have to be um, more reflective. I have to uh, be reflective in order to uh, move forward, in order to succeed, in order to put this this block party together, and um, you know, recognize how I can be better, how I can do this better. So, her saying that she was wrong too, to me, was just like, yeah, Issa, I get you. You you know, it's you you fine. You you acknowledge, okay, you could have been a better friend. You could have maybe you know made an olive branch or put an olive branch out there communicate a little bit but in this case Molly's dead wrong um so I, I really liked that juxtaposition I guess we got to see in in that scene and the realness that was exuded from that conversation and as Issa is going along in her uh morning uh of isolation but you know heel time uh she's relaxing and she's you know taking taking it all in and that leads to the conversation with nathaniel and i think even before then let me actually back up because you know kind of talking about taking it all in that self-care sunday she acknowledged it to herself that that's what she was going to do uh and sometimes you know we as individuals this all things in between part of it is like we can recognize that we can take a break from our friends and we can be in isolation and still do some of those same activities you know as the individual um as the as the person the sole person and so it was good that i actually started that own conversation with herself and it carried on and then it was a conversation with nathaniel and for me nathaniel said something that i thought was fucking dope uh, he said, you should be proud of that shit. And it was just reaffirming, you know, how dope the block party was. Like how, like even just like seeing it on TV as a, as a part of a show, um, the block party was dope because what you got from it was you could picture yourself having been there. Um, you could picture yourself having been at an activation of that sort and anticipating you know what more could come of it because it was a as you know portrayed a dope situation and that's that shit that you know more of us you know more of our community needs uh, more of our black community needs um those sort of projects and events that look to shine a continuous light on our communities what's there and available um giving lanes to uh different acts and talents and organizations and people uh to be more creative to be more entrepreneurial uh so yeah like it was it was all of that and so it was reassuring when he said that and you know he also in ways you know just reaffirmed how she went about you know making it happen um because again nathaniel reached out and nathaniel had always offered to help um and we know going back to the you know last episode where molly tripped because andrew uh through nathaniel assisted Issa with getting bent staple to perform and it's just like 
we we see all these varying pieces uh come together and we we can look at it even more and just say nah this that wasn't on isa bro molly is dead tripping she's bugged the fuck out we get all of that from the top line of this episode and so as the the remainder of the episode you know carries on and we see the different situations and scenes that Issa finds herself in throughout this 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 day of hers um we're more and more you know I think brought to a realization particularly at the end that nah Issa this ain't on Issa on this one so she decides that like she's gonna have a self-care uh Sunday she goes to the supermarket um there's another mirror scene because there's a pregnant lady asking for assistance and she looks in the mirror and the and the mirror is telling herself no and she ends up doing it anyway and it ends up being a fail i'll let you go watch it to see uh and then there's the car ride and so isa helps out this uh man who i think just missed the bus or some shit and the car ride is just random it's like a good samaritan act you see a senior um, you kind of think, you know, unthreatening how, you know, how terrible could this be to give them just a ride to their destination, you know, be a get good, do a good deed, shit like that. Uh, and it turns out to just be, um, something funny where this older man, he, you know, comes in, he's suspicious of technology, he's suspicious of the government, uh, he doesn't even want to give Issa an exact address, he just like drive up La Brea. Um, and it just was funny because they had, a, there was a scene where he's like, you know, telling her about like, you know, there's a lot of crazy in this world. He's like, watch out. And that might've scared y'all too. <laughs> and so like Issa driving, so she thinks that, um, which actually he's telling her to, uh, watch out for something on the road, but he's just saying like, watch out in general in life. And it's like real, but it's just like funny because it, it, the way it happened in the scene and then he has to he has to stop because he has to use the bathroom. So she stops and she's having this moment where she's contemplating with herself about just leaving. And I feel like she had another conversation in the mirror with herself about this, about just leaving this man. And I will say I've been there. Drink break. So I will say I've been there where I have uh, been doing something nice. And it's just like, okay. This, this is more than what I wanted to do. I wanted to put out. And I've considered the, the, nigga, you could just leave. Like, you don't really have to do this. But I feel you, Issa. I've stayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got you, bro. What's this? I feel you. I stand with you for doing that good deed. And yeah, so she dropped this guy off individually at his address. Um, and then goes on about her day. And we see from there, she's uh, she goes to a paint and sip. And she happens to meet a group of women. Uh, they're on a bachelorette party weekend. And uh, they have a good time at the paint and sip. And in, in some ways, you could kind of see where, uh, again, she's, she's doing stuff by herself. Um, she's doing stuff for herself. And... In some ways, this this initial budding conversation over uh, over uh, a bottle of uh, what was that bottle? What was it? It was one of those big jugs of the red wine. 
Carlitos, Carla, you can tell I don't buy that shit. Whatever that shit was, uh, you could tell over them sharing this, like, even though it was a drunken, you know, conversation, where Issa potentially is exploring the development of new friendships. And it was just nice to see uh, outside of Molly. Um, I would have preferred Kelly to be there because Kelly's a fucking clown. Um, but outside of that friend group of Molly, Kelly, and Tiff, you know, just some other girlfriends. And there was an interesting part because they, uh, the, the girls there started talking about, you know, how they, they've been friends through, you know, the ups and downs, these different situations. And they, they start calling them off. And it's like even one where, uh, I think Kyla Pratt's character slept with one of the other, uh, her, one of her girlfriend's brothers. And like, they just talked about the fact that they're still, you know, friends throughout all of this. And, you know, knowing the background of where Molly stands currently with her friendship with Molly, uh, just hearing that was, you know, was interesting, uh, particularly because, you know, there's not that sort of, you know, dynamic, but there is a dynamic where Molly feels like Issa's always been trifling or a bitch or shady or some shit and Issa is just tired of Molly and her bullshit. Uh and so meeting these women it carries over into them going to the bar afterwards, um, you know, drinking, talking some more. Throughout these conversations, you know, Issa um, you know, is asked what she does and she starts, you know, kind of she starts bullshitting realistically, but she bullshits it awkwardly that we recognize it, but not awkwardly where they recognize it because they're new. Uh, but that she kind of just pulls together some sort of career and makes it sound really popping and dope. And it is like when you think about it, like, you know, uh, a, uh, a culture creator um, or a culture curator and, you know, curating events, dope culture related events for, you know, different groups of black and brown people in their communities uh, to come together again to, you know, showcase different talent. People find different lanes, uh, showcase their entrepreneurial um, ship. Uh, whatever it may be, and she she put a spin on it that was beautiful. And again, it it somewhat starts to allow us to see the further elevation of where Issa uh, can take this and where she may go. And then there's the bathroom. So Issa's in the bathroom, Shorty, and Shorty's asking her about a bunch of other dope spots they could hit up. And Issa's rolling all spots they can hit up because you know she from Inglewood and she from Cali and she got the she got the plug she the plug at this point. And them bitches dying to dash. <clears throat> yep. Issa comes out. She sees their little bachelorette weekend agenda. Meet a complete stranger. And then dying and dash on them bitches. Or dying and dash in general. And I think there was extra points if they died and dashed on the stranger or some shit like that. So Issa was left with the bill. And interesting, um, the scene with the mom and the, the bill and the other scenes before of Issa having, you know, shopped on a budget, that, that, that could all get real interesting. So I'm going to say after that, Issa should have beat their ass. And... You know, if you've watched the show, 
that there was that scene where she ran down on them and then popped the the portrait over their head, I would have beat their ass. Like, it would have been on. Like, what's up? On site. Because that, nah. Like, they would have got their ass beat. Like, real talk, if I'd have ran up on them and left me with the bill. Y'all could have put a bitch on. Like, that's how I would have looked at it. Like, let me know. I need some information. I might be in on the shit. But don't, yeah, nah. Yeah, I'd be there. <clears throat> so, after that, Issa was just in a place. And I, I've, I feel like I, I know this place that Issa was in. And as fans, I don't think we expected the phone call to be that. But we got that phone call and it was, it, it led to a beautiful apex of the episode um, that allowed, I guess, the, the climax. And then just after that, just to settle into uh, Issa. So I'm going to cue this in the background as I talk about this, because as I said, uh, I think that the phone call that she made and who she reaches out to was very unexpected. Um, I think many of us could have easily pictured it being Nathaniel. We could have easily pictured it being uh, Lawrence. Um, we could have potentially pictured it being Molly, Kelly, her brother. We didn't expect her mom. So it was a conversation that they initially had, and Issa, her mom, like you know, gave her the motion to come in for a hug, and Issa cried. And sometimes you gotta let it out. And allow it to process it through and she did I, I felt like that that scene allowed her to do that um, because they were talking about uh, the event her mom was asking how it was and she made a comment about potentially doing another one and her mom was like you know it's dope I'm proud of you okay, come and give me a hug baby and she just broke down. And from that, it led to a conversation um, between her and her mom talking about uh, being 30. And Issa looked at her mom at 30, um, having it all together and what she had, the two kids, the house, being married. And her mom um, was real with her in that in that moment. Her mom was said to her, uh, "I ain't want y'all. I made two mistakes." And I don't know if we often hear shit like that. Like, and at first it was, we could have at first we could have easily taken that as, "Oh, she's just joking." I'm <laughs> uh, not. She's not really saying fuck them kids. <laughs> but no, she she was dead ass. She was like. Because Issa said, but you had two kids. And she was like, yeah, I made two 
mistakes. But she, it's what she said after that. She was like, but I, I, I adjusted, I learned, I adapted. And this goes back to a conversation that I had recently about is 30 enough time? And we look at 30 as this benchmark of the place where we should be. And it's just like, should be and should, 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 should. And if we've learned or if we have been trying to learn anything from watching Insecure, uh, there have been things in there that have been real life lessons. I don't know if we, we as the individuals watching it have picked up on it just because we think it's a TV show. But I go back to the conversation last episode where uh, Carla talked about Molly and when the therapist told her, you know, you have this image of how things should be. You should be, it should be this, it should be that. And we all um, internalize that should be attitude oftentimes. Um, and it could be, you know, to the detriment of our abilities to really see life um, for the the good and the mistakes that it is, and learn to adjust accordingly. Because while you know we had the should be image in our minds, the mistake that happened was X, and how we respond to mistake X or mistake Y or Z and then leading into double A is important that we adjust to it. Um, and that doesn't, um, it's important to how we adjust to it. And, and, and that doesn't mean that just because the mistake happened, you know, life is, is over with or that because it didn't happen by 30, um, somehow we are a failure. Somehow, um, you know, we don't have it figured out. And for Issa, some of this was some internalized, you know, things that she had, you know, heard before from her mom or, you know, beliefs that she had. Uh... And in the conversation they had, they talked about um, Issa overhearing her mom mention that she felt like Issa uh, was in a lot of different pots. And for me, hearing that, I was like, mm, damn, I felt like that. Like being in a lot of different pots that you could tap into a number of different things. I feel like at one point when Issa was first uh, looking to leave, we got y'all. She had just like started like looking for a bunch of different types of jobs. Like she even she's a building manager now, technically. Um, so you know, even that is like you know something you know brand new to her. You know, in terms of professional career wise, and it's just like you know that you have the abilities to do so many different things. Um, I guess we can, you know, we can say that, you know, that's a, that's the beauty of being a creative. I, I don't want to just isolate it to being a creative and, and, and like paint an image that only, you know, a certain sort of creative quote unquote type of person, uh, you know, can envision it and, and be the type of person that has their hand in different pots. But in general, like it's okay to, uh, be having your mind be in different pots and, 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 and having, thoughts around tapping into those different pots and to some extent like I said it is the beauty of just being a creative and 
as I'm having these thoughts, I'm really thinking about this this creative uh, episode that I'm, I'm I'm setting up. Like literally, it's already in the works. Uh, so she's she's internalized some of that, and her mom explains to her that nah, like you you that's a beautiful thing that you you have um, that you have your mind, you know expanding into all these vast areas that your your thoughts are are not um restricted and restrained um by impossibility and that scene that conversation that those thoughts that Issa had I can say that with the development of me coming to to me coming to put this podcast forward, it was a lot of those same sort of feelings, thoughts, imaginations. There was a there was a point where before you even start, you I know I sat with myself and asked like and and not to brag but knowing just again recognize like there is a responsibility that comes with elevation um that you don't always know when you're elevating and once you elevate you can't you can't you can't you can't go back and say no can't take on that responsibility now it's it's no give backs on that unless you are fine with de-elevating and that's okay too it's okay to elevate and say you know this ain't for me but if you intend on staying elevated there is a there is an ingrained responsibility that comes at different levels and in that it's having a conversation um it's having a conversation with self to assess knowing okay yeah people may be inspired by you but do you have a voice that you can put to this you know sort of medium and be impactful and how do you use that voice and that platform to be impactful or to continue to inspire um, or to continue to elevate and it, it, it was some of those thoughts. It was, you know, questioning whether this shit gonna hit. Uh, questioning whether, you know, people gonna fucks with it, fuck with it or not. And those aren't, you know, questions about, you know, are you good enough? Because that, that's a whole separate conversation. Uh, are you good enough is separate from are people gonna fuck with it? Um, because realistically you're putting it out for their consumption. So that's a question that you have to ask yourself. That's not about ego. Um, that's just, you know, knowing that you got a product that, that, that people going to buy. It's kind of like what Frank said in, um, American Gangster. I stand by my product. Um, so that's where you want people to fuck with your product. The ego shit is whether I'm good enough is even before you put the product out. Because you're the salesperson. And that's where the ego is at. That's where it's like, am I, can I do this? Like, 
can I, you know, summon together all the various pots that my mind operates in or that the creative um, thoughts that I have, you know, sprawl out into to put something together that people are going to fuck with and that I can sell to them. And so for me, I, I did a lot of those those thoughts of can I sell this? You know, can I do this to, can I, can I elevate myself enough to form and pull together the thoughts to create a tangible product um, that y'all will fuck with? And that's, that's scary. It's, it's, it's draining but the fear of all of that, because there's two fears with that. There's the fear of you could not be good enough. And then there's also the fear that they won't fuck with your product. And there's a determination where you have to figure out which one it is or if it's both. Because they could, you could be good enough, but the product might suck. The product might be good, but you might not be good enough. And it could be you might not be good enough at that moment and the product might not be good neither. And so that's 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 all scary. So having that conversation with her mom like gave her some of that reassurance, I think, um, to to march on forward, knowing that uh, she's good enough and knowing that she's got a product uh, that people are going to fuck with. And. The Facebook engagement afterwards that she has also reaffirms that she got a product that people fucked with and that she was good enough for people to fuck with that product. And that's why for me, I'm, I'm thankful at the top of every episode because y'all fuck with it. Um, I will say that I feel like I'm still in a place of elevating um, but I, I feel like I'm good enough to where, where we at right now, like having, you know, almost 30 episodes in having done episodes with, um, multiple guests, having episodes, uh, reach the, 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 the numbers, um, of people that they're reaching and, and seeing, you know, the plays and the streams, uh, I'm, I'm thankful, uh, to be quite honest because y'all don't have to fuck with it. And I know y'all don't have to fuck with it. I've, you know, understood, you know, what it means for someone to tap into your shit. And so I say thank you the same way she says thank you. Um, and keeping that, com that conversation going with y'all. And one of the last things she said was, I got you coming soon. So, for me, it's, I got y'all, more good shit coming soon, because um, this, this is only a beginning, and there's more space and more place uh, for us to take up, so, yeah, onward forward. And so, we've reached the end of the episode, where Issa's chilling, 
Um, she's she lit up before she logged on to Facebook. She sparked up one. She had the Facebook engagement, and then she got hungry, and she went out to some this Ethiopian restaurant in, in Inglewood. I like how they they uh, they shout out businesses in the neighborhood. They really do that. Um, and she gets there. And I'm not going to say what happens. But she has a moment where before she goes in, she looks in the mirror and she has a thought to herself. There are no words in this, this mirror look. It's just the mirror. And the brilliance of this episode and throughout this 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 series uh, has been the the conversations of looking yourself in the fucking mirror and there were no words she looked in the mirror and left so before i conclude this episode um i want to touch on something that insecure has been brilliant about this season um that i i have failed to mention um, thus far in these recaps, but is prevalent and we are missing it. They are highlighting the fact that black women go missing in this country at a disproportionate rate of other women, of other races, and are not found. And if they are, they are killed. And we've seen on this se this season the story of looking for Latoya, and it's 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 literally woven in into the storyline underneath everything, and it's somewhat of a comical aspect. But they're highlighting the fact that this black woman is missing, and the investigation around searching for her is a is a fucking jumbled mess. And so. I just want to take a moment to highlight and mention the fact that uh, there are hundreds, thousands of black women who are going missing uh, in this country um, every year and little to nothing is being done um, in a meaningful way to, to find them. Um, so I, I really want to thank them for highlighting that and I wanted to bring light to that as well um, as a part of this conversation because it's there and I would definitely encourage us all to um, you know tap into that a little bit more and be more uh, more cognizant of that and it in reality as well so I want to thank y'all uh, for as always to tuning in this was uh, episode six of these recaps insecure dating love all things in between and that means we got four more and what i'm lining up for seven through ten uh is going to be fairly interesting so i hope y'all stay tuned hit me up uh as always email everybody at gmail.com tell me how you feel about the show share feedback and comments on IG, like and follow everybody mad pod. Uh, everybody mad pod on IG. That's where you can find me at. And on all major podcast platforms, everybody mad. Subscribe if you're feeling us. If you're not, thanks for listening. This your boy Rel. I humbly appreciate y'all. I'm out. One turn.